Welcome to Beer Here Now, the official Thornbridge Brewery podcast. I'm James, and I'm Adam. And um, today we're, we're going to have to do. We're going to have to go back to our school days because, uh, for simplicity, we're going to have to all refer to each other just using our surnames because we have um, two guys from Thornbridge with us. Um, who are both called James. So we literally have three Jameses in one studio. This has never happened anywhere in the world ever before. Um, so, um, James number one, introduce yourself. Yeah. So I'm James Buchanan. I'm the export manager at Thornbridge Brewery. And James number two. Hello, I'm James Buxton, and I'm the field sales manager at Thornbridge Brewery. I will take up the role of James number three, uh, but um, it, it's not too impolite if we just all refer to each other by our surnames from this point onwards, is it? So uh, I guess, is, this, is this what you guys have to do anyway? Because you both, it's not even you have like a James B, you both have the same second initial as well. We have various names for each other. <laughs> Non-repeatable <laughs> on a podcast. Yes. Yeah. And three James B's just in our office. So it's right, wow. James B. So something really interesting when I first started, I was J7. And it stuck. J7. So you, what, the the seventh James? Absolutely. Wow. Sound like a terrible pop band. <laughs> <laughs> we are known to cover certain songs. <laughs> so coming up on uh, the April edition of Beer Here Now, we are, well, we're going to get to know James Buxton a bit better later on, on Behind the Beer. We're going to have a look at some uh, upcoming events over the course of the next week, which will be of particular interest if you are based in London. And um, some other things as well. We're going to talk about Pekenda a little bit later. We're going to talk rebranding as a general thing. But on that very subject, let's start um, with what we normally finish with. But we're going to start with the beer. And we actually have two beers today uh, because um, anyone that is anyone in beer will know that in the uh, in the last week or so, actually, there's been a couple of new Thornbridge beers that have launched uh, primarily at Tesco. And um, they are two, well, two uh, new beers. And they're also the first, I, I'm hoping this is right, the first ever Thornbridge beers to go into 440 mil cans. That's correct, yeah, first ones. Um, James Buchanan, tell us a bit about them. So, uh, we'll start, are we trying them now? Yeah, let's yeah. do it. Might as well, eh? Let's crack them open. Start out with some Yellow Moo here. This is our Magic Rock collaboration beer. Um, you know, we've been friends with the guys at Magic Rock for many years now. We've got on very well with them in the past, and any chance, you know, we've done beers with them in the past, so any chance to collab with them, to have them up at the brewery, uh, to be down at their brewery or just having a beer somewhere always, uh, you know, it always goes very well. So we wanted to create something very exciting. We went for the double IPA. So it's big, it's bold, it's hoppy. You're going to get a lot of that big tropical character on there. Um, and actually, if you do pick up a can as well, you know, we collaborated not only on the, the beer itself, but on the look of the can. So if you pick any of these up, you'll be able to notice the branding is a split right down the middle of these cans too. And it makes it really, um, it is a real collaborative effort. It's a really, it is a really beautiful, uh, beautiful can, as is the beer. Now, I've got to say, I've had the mm. beer on um, keg a couple of times at, um, at pubs near to me. Um, I originally thought when I first mm. saw it on uh, on keg, I thought, well, that's yeah, it's collaboration beer. It'll probably just be like a, a very limited uh, run. But is this a beer that's here to stay? Yeah, this has actually just gone into Tesco. So um, you'll be able to find this hopefully very accessibly. 
um, and everyone's drinking it now at the moment. You know, how do you find that? It's it should be almost dangerously drinkable. Actually, this is seven point four percent. It is dangerously drinkable. It's got a really, really, really fruity aroma as well, which can be great for the summer. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's um, this kind of it's it's like this modern approach to um, IPAs, isn't it? Whereby you 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 don't even realise the strength of, uh, no. of what you're drinking, but it needs that strength to give it the the character and the fullness that it's got. That kind of that mouthfeel that you get from something that's kind of seven percent and and over um, is is something quite. It's it's beautiful. It's really beautiful. Thank you. Yeah, the response, the feedback, everything we see on social media so far, uh, you know, it's been a real winner. Um, just to have in people's hands again, it's a bit bigger, but it's gone down very, very well. Talk us through the um, the kind of the, I guess for this one particular, how does it work with a collaboration brew? Because I'm guessing this was, was this brewed at, um, at Bakewell? Yeah, this was brewed at our brewery in, in Bakewell. So, uh, Magic Rock, again, we've been friends with them for that long. We have uh, brewed beers with them before in the past. Um, uh, you know, Simon knows Rich from Magic Rock very well. We've attended many festivals and events together uh, in a number of countries, actually, and, and we do just get on very well. So anytime you can have people out, you know, to our brewery, we can celebrate again, have a few beers with them, come up with a recipe uh, and really put, you know, the best of both of our minds together, creating something hopefully unique and special that we know people who are fans of both breweries are going to enjoy. And this immediately becomes kind of one of the most accessible Thornbridge beers that there is because this is wherever you are in the in the country, there's going to be a Tesco near you that's stocking this. Yeah, that's it. You'll be able to find it, particularly in the large Tescos, uh, you know, you'll be able to find this one. And I'm all right in thinking that um, Tesco, we're talking three quid? Yeah, three quid. So that's I mean, just incredible. You can't complain about you that. You, know. <laughs> you cannot. You cannot complain at, um, at that. It's a really, really good beer. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. Cheers, Brill. All right, cool. we've got another beer as well that we're gonna uh, that we're gonna try, and this is um, possibly kind of uh, sort of a beer that people we familiar with, but kind of a new version of it. Yes, that's it. So, um, and I'll pass this can over. So, James Buxton, are we able to pour everyone some out now so we can have Fantastic. a taste? Thank you very much for the honour. And so this beer, uh, we brewed Halcyon for many, many years now. It's a real staple for us um, and a beer that has a lot of fans. So we wanted to, you know, we don't want to play around with it too much, of course, um, but we brewed it up. We've done it in the past. We actually tried a mango version. We tried a pineapple version. Um, and this time around, it came to a pink grapefruit version. Um, all of the different fruit characters to it, they've all gone very well in the past. This is the first time, as you mentioned, that we're doing 440 mil cans and and it really worked out perfectly. It's the year of beer for this month, so it'll be out on keg at the same time as well. So you'll be able to drink it in the pub and also, you know, at home when you've purchased it from um, Tesco or our store as well. So it's been, as, as you mentioned, there's been a few kind of um, special Halcyon editions <laughs> over the years. But the, the original Halcyon is... Um, it's almost approaching that point where it's almost a traditional beer now compared to the way that, that kind of beer styles have, have gone. Um, this is exactly the same percentage as Yellowmoo, is that right? Seven, yeah, seven so point, both 7.4. 7.4. Yeah. I've not actually tasted it yet, but my memory of uh, Halcyon is quite different in terms mm-hmm. of the fact that it's where you've got Yellowmoo that, that maybe um, uh, kind of doesn't doesn't fully kind of taste that 7.4, that Halcyon's a beer that kind of shows off its, its strength a little bit. Is that a fair description? Yeah, yeah. I'd say so. So it works for you. Oh, we felt beautiful. that uh, that addition, you know, Halcyon by itself is a really fruity beer. 
Uh, it's got a lot of Australian hops in there. They give it a big tropical character. So we wanted to find a way of enhancing that. Um, and, you know, adding in this pink grapefruit into there, it gives you still get that like pithy kind of bitterness. You get that citrus character to it. Um, and it is all about just emphasizing that flavor. We don't want to take away from Halcyon. We thought, you know, what can we do that gives it just something else, really? Um, as you mentioned, you know, we know that Halcyon is a, a revered beer. It's been around that long now, so we don't want to mess too much with it, but just give it oomph, really. I think it's the first thing I thought of when I, I've had a can of this before was the mm. was the bitterness, because the other two mm. variations with the mango and the pineapple have had slightly mm. more like a sweeter flavour to it. Yeah. yeah. So you're getting quite a nice bitter old school IPA with the sort of bitterness, but still with a little bit of the pink, pink grapefruit mm-hmm. edge does have that slightly sort yeah. of more accessible um, grapefruit flavour, I suppose, as so well. So what we um, actually did for last year's for the pineapple is we created Halcyon um but we added more um oh it's for thicker mouth feel and we also scaled down the bitterness um but this one we haven't really done that so much we've just um chosen the right fruit that we think really really complements a complex um hot profile and um for me it's definitely my favorite yet yeah, i think it is delicious really it, it yeah. works really 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 well it's another one of those beers actually that you can just imagine sitting out in the sunshine that's that, it yeah you know, those first few days of um of, of summer when it when it eventually lands um it's just got a real kind of summery taste to it which mm. is uh, for a beer that actually you know it does carry that that bitterness really well um you don't necessarily associate something that's got quite a kind of a bitter undertaste as being kind of a summery beer but the grapefruit in it just gives it such a kind of a summer feel it's just like i've got images of beaches and um, yeah, yeah. yeah kind of ice cream in one hand beer in the other hand that's it it's, yeah it's um it's brilliant yeah, and it doesn't drink 7.4 as well it's really smooth it's mm-hmm. really easy going so obviously um it could catch you out <laughs> yeah, it could. but um you'll have a bloody good time getting there <laughs> what sort of influences um, the beer particularly in like style size and vol- uh, mm-hmm. abv in terms of knowing it's probably going to go into the supermarket mm-hmm. what kind of influences that decision on what sort of beers go into that uh, I mean, we actually, you know, discussed the types of beers that we might be doing and, you know, finding a 7.4% pink grapefruit IPA in the supermarkets was probably not something you'd think about, you know, even two or three years ago. And now to be able to go in and find such a great range in there, it's just really, um, you know, as a consumer as well, it's fantastic. Uh, you know, I personally, I recently moved into a, a house from a flat, so I've got a garden now and I'm stocking all these up. So, but it's great. I can go in and try the whole range and yeah, it's fantastic. Like I say, when summer lands, I think there's going to be an awful lot of these enjoyed outside by the barbecue. Exactly, yeah. Absolutely. So, uh, yeah, two highly recommended uh, beers. Pop down to your supermarket and uh, and get a couple of cans and uh, give them a try. Let us know what, uh, what you make of them. Uh, right, we're going to take a very short break and we will be back in a moment. And Adam is going to get to know James, one of them, <laughs> a bit better. <laughs> So for this month's uh, Behind the Beer, we've got James Buxton, as we said before. And so James Buxton is the field sales manager, is that right? I am indeed, yes. So we thought we'd get to know you a little bit better. Brilliant. So first of all, how did you kind of get into beer? Can you remember that? Well, it is a distant memory. But no, basically what it was is um, I was at a stage in my career um, where I was climbing a ladder. Um, a ladder. What I didn't want to be on. Um, so I'd, I would absolutely be hating what I was doing, um, slaving away, um, let's say, every day. And 
the the thing that would be waiting for me at the end of that was something that I didn't want, yeah. which is a terrible way of putting it. But no, basically, I was on a journey that I didn't want to be on. So um, I actually went home one night. I spoke to my lovely girlfriend and I said, what am I doing? I don't like this. I keep doing it. I keep working really hard. I'm not getting anything from it. Um, I think it's time to really make a change, take a bit of a risk. Um, So we sat down and I said, right, what do I really want to do? And it's a bit late down the line to be an astronaut. (laughs) <laughs> or a fireman uh, I mean claim the dream um, so I said look I'm really passionate about beer um, it's something that I've always loved from the artwork to obviously the actual beer inside the bottle or can and I went you know what I'm going to start looking for something in the beer industry and um, I was actually sat drinking a stein of Kolsch in Cologne when one of my best friends texted me and he said right you will never believe it Thornbridge Brewery hiring a salesperson and I've always loved Thornbridge um you know Jaipur was my first ever cask beer um and I went no no way no way send it through so he sent me through this job application and I actually applied for it there and then and then um a couple of weeks later I got this phone call um went in for an interview and we just had the best chat ever um it didn't really feel like an interview i was just talking to what felt like some old friends about beer and that's how i got into it really and it is without doubt the best thing i've ever done and i recommend anyone take that risk really and you know do what you want to do <laughs> so going back to like your love of beer i was going to ask you how you got you end up finding yourself at thornbridge but you, you kind of said that there but do you have, do you have memories of like a pivotal beer that maybe kind of oh yeah i do i do so i was going on holiday i was in manchester airport um, and I was with my dad, um, and he said, right, come on, let's go and get a airport pint. It was 8am, standard. Um, and we got to the bar, and it was obviously, you know, lager, 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 a few cask beers. But I didn't really know what that was then, because um, this is many moons ago. And he said, right, what do you want? And I didn't want lager. I've been drinking lager for years, and I hated it, really. I just drank it because my pals drank it. Um, and I went, I don't really know what I want to do. So I made a split, um, so a second decision, and I went, right, I want that. And that just happened to be Jai Poor. So um poured a pint, passed me the glass, and I was like, well, this is quite warm. This, this isn't cold and refreshing like I thought it would be. Um, I smelt it, and I... First impressions, I was like, well, this can't be right. It's, it smells a bit fruity and a bit sort of like, like I can smell honey and all these different things I'd never really smelt in a bit before. And I tasted it. And my first impression was, whoa, do I like this? And then literally a second later, I took another swig and that was it. Me completely sold on beer from then on. I'd never, ever been faced with any like hoppiness or bitterness in any beer before that. And that was really a pivotal point for me. Um, so from then on, I would always look for Jaipur. Being from Grinsby, it wasn't really anything that I could ever find. Um, so my craft beer journey sort of reset itself. So I found myself in Weatherspoons one day with my friends drinking the same old lager. Um, and I said, look, I'm really, really fed up with this. I'm going to go to the bar. Because I was only like halfway through a pint and I was at the, um, so I went to the bar and I, I was looking in the fridges and I saw this little blue bottle and I was thinking, what's that? It looks quite interesting. And it said punk on the side. And I, and I thought, well, I love punk music. I'll have that, please. Um, and the barmaid, I remember it, distinctly like looking at me thinking, are you sure you want that? And I was like, 
Yeah, I'll have it. Um, and I cracked it open. Obviously, it was punk IPA. And um, I remember this clear as day. Um, said to my friend, it tastes like umbongo. And then it sort of reset my beer journey. And then from then on, I started going into some bottle shops and, you know, just picking up different bits and bobs. And then eventually I started getting sort of more different stuff and, you know, like hazy IPAs from Perrin Stouts. And then it just completely took me away. It's really interesting you say that. I can remember probably 10 years ago going into Tesco and obviously we're talking about beers <laughs> going into Tesco and seeing Punk IPA on its own, bright blue, not like any other beer on the shelf and exactly. just gravitating towards, towards it. And it's saying postmodern uh, pale ale, I think it said at the time, 6%. And uh, yeah, it's probably one of one of my beers as well that actually, you know, turned more to like the kind of craft sort of style of beers. I mean, during um, me being out and about, like doing events, and when I do chat to customers um, about their first beer, it is you know ninety nine percent of the time, you know, punk IPA or Jaipur. So it's it's fantastic to yeah. have that conversation with everyone else and find out how this yeah. sort of little journey it's started. It's very easy for people to slag them off of these days as well. But you know, it is a it is a they, That's it. they were there. To any point, yeah, absolutely. Um, so. What's a typical day for you then at the at the brewery? Well, um, I don't often go to the brewery, to be honest. I go on a Monday because Mondays are my admin days. So I just get everything that I need to do out the way. I do all my planning for the week and then um, I'm off. So I would say standard day for me is I would wake up bright and early, try and go for a run if I can feel like it, sit down at my laptop, work for a couple of hours, and then I'm straight out to whichever destination I'm going to be at. So I'll be visiting customers, you know, really pushing the word out there for Thornbridge and taking lots of samples out and just, you know, chatting to the good folk. So, so outside of outside of work and beer, what kind of things do you get up to? Well, <laughs> I do love a beer. <laughs> um, <laughs> funnily, um, funnily enough, but no, um, me and my friends get together quite a lot and we... Um, grab a big selection of beer and we go through it and do little tastings and whatnot. No, um, I mean, I like to go and spend time with the people that I really like, to be honest, and love. So um, I spend a lot of time with my girlfriend, um, like to go away to cities uh, <laughs> in search of beer. Um, and yeah, yeah, just basically music and beer, really. That's that's me. Right, so to close this up, we'll do a little quick fire one. Oh, I'm sure no, I hate this. Like. Oh, well, I'm an overthinker. Well, it's, I'm keeping it quite short. Right, okay. So we'll go pale or porter. Pale. Sour or saison. Sour. Can or bottle. Depends. You've got to pick one. Can. Uh, cask or keg. Keg. Beer garden or beer in front of a warm fire. Warm fire. And finally, yellow or pink grapefruit halcyon. Pink grapefruit halcyon. Thanks for your time, James. Cheers. So, so coming up next, we'll be finding a little bit more about what's happening in the next few weeks for Thornbridge and also a bit, a little bit about rebranding. Well, we are back to a, a full complement of James's. There's uh, all three of us back around the table along with Adam. And we're going to talk about, well, a bit of news and um, a bit about what's happening with Thornbridge in the next couple of weeks. First, though, let's talk about uh, rebranding because um, we've seen, uh, particularly with the the early cans, the the 330ml cans from um, a couple of months back, uh, right through to now, this um, kind of progressive rebranding uh, Branding that's been going on with um, Thornbridge, which is looking great. Thank you very much. Cheers. Yeah. So tell us um, what kind of stage are, are things at with the rebranding? 
So um, we actually launched officially at the Tate about just under two weeks ago now. Um, so they were, you know, the Tate invited us down to do a big event and um, we were able to then launch our rebrand at the same time. So it's, um, you know, you've seen the cans that we're doing now. That's the direction that we're going in. We worked with Thirst Branding and um, they put on, you know, something to us that we thought was fantastic. It sort of stripped it back a little bit. Um, it kept the, uh, well, it's actually a slightly different brocade in the background, but it kept that same feel. We wanted it still to look Thornbridge, um, well, Thornbridge-esque, uh, but to have something else. So we dropped out a colour, so everything is now two colours instead of three. Um, and really we wanted to, you know, we look around now and there's a lot of very complicated branding out there and lots of, uh, you know, lots of ones with lots of colours and pictures and all this exciting stuff. So we said, okay, we want to keep it, simple we want it to stand out in that way as well so for example if you pick up a can of jaipur and it's that big bold orange and that's really what we want to be going for so we know it stands out if people are looking down an aisle full of you know lots of different beers as they are nowadays um that jaipur's there and they they are drawn to it hopefully so that was part of it we've rolled that out now across our uh, kegs our casks and our bottles will be coming shortly as well the cans began in that way and they'll stay the same format as they are now were you both at the uh, the tip for for that event? Uh, no, I was down there with um, Chloe and Rebecca as well. Um, so we went down. We went along with Matt Cocaine, who put on, who did a lot of our sort of um, art and design for us over the last few months as well. Um, and yeah, so it was a fantastic opportunity. We were joined by Simon and Rob a bit later on. Uh, we ran a press event down there. We also opened it up to the public, and we had a really good turnout. Actually, we had. The whole bar was full. We did some tasting sessions and then had a press event to actually launch our, um, you know, new branding officially too. Well, it is looking really good. I, Adam, you're a, a massive fan of branding. Oh yeah, yeah. it's kind of designer. I think it's ne- there's never been a time more important. I think for getting that branding right. I think especially with the craft movement. I think you can the the, the ones that are doing really well are standing out of this very, you know, clear, crisp, clean design. But also the shows kind of. Especially in a, in a Thornbridge way, you have to show sort of a bit of a heritage and the, the class, the class Absolutely. side with the modern. And I think that kind of it's blended it perfectly, in my in my opinion. Thank you. Yeah, and that's yeah really what we we're going for with it. Good stuff. So um, April means a new month, and that means a new year of beer. Beer. Um, <laughs> so um, what have we what have we got in April? So uh, April, well, we had the Pink Grapefruit Halcyon. Um, so it's come along in keg at the same time as Cam, which is great. Um, you know, as I mentioned, it just gives you that opportunity to go around the pubs and you're able to drink it on draft as well. And then we'll have Desert Sessions, our Rye IPA in cask too. So um, again, we've had that throughout this month. It's one that's been, you know, received really well. People, We've done it briefly in the past before and just demand really was the one that we added it back into the year of beer because we knew people were after it too. Excellent. Looking forward to uh, to trying that. So is that working its way around at the moment? Yes, it is. Yeah. And, um, you know, it'll be in our pubs and everything else as well. So you'll be able to find it uh, really within the next couple of weeks throughout April. Brilliant. Okay. Uh, Peakender is mm. um, fast approaching. Um, how, are, uh, how are plans for Peakender coming along? Great. <laughs> there we go. That's so ahead. Yeah. It's coming around frightfully fast. No, it's really exciting. We've got some super breweries coming along. Um, it's just going to be an all-round good time. I think we're going to take everything from yes uh, from last year, which was great, and then just scale it up. Um, and um, it's something that we are all really looking forward to. Really, yeah. 
If you don't already have your tickets, now is the time to do it because uh, tickets selling very, very well. Uh, particularly if you are, uh, if you have a, a, I think what's officially called a living vehicle. Um, so you're talking kind of um, what's the vans. yeah camper vans, camper vans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. or um, they have a weird name in America. There's some very interesting ones last year. It's ones that were kind of like. It's like cars with some kind of weird yeah. tent stuck on the top, and I'm like, yeah. mm. sleeping in your boot does not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you are a, a motorhome type, then um, you you want to get your tickets sorted pretty quickly because they are selling really really fast. Um, there's also peak end of fringe for the uh, for the first time. Tell us about this. There is so it's um, almost a bit of an extension to the peak end of festival itself. You know, we'll have a great weekend out in Bakewell. Um, but you know, honestly, we just have so many breweries we want to be out. We want to be doing different things with, um, and so we're kind of going to be working with our own pubs in Sheffield with these other breweries and just doing fringe events. So meet the brewers, um, tap takeovers, that sort of thing as well. Uh, so please definitely keep an eye out for those too. There'll be some great breweries on there. Um, and we'll just sort of, um, you know, we'll keep mentioning those as we go along and, and we'll put out more information as well. Um, but there'll be something, you know, if you can't even make it to Bakewell, it'll be something great for everyone in Sheffield too. Grill. Um, kind of a little bit before that, mm-hmm. over the course of the uh, next week, um, there's a few tap takeovers taking place down in London. That's it. Um, so Chloe, our events coordinator, she'll be heading down to London next week. We'll be doing Brewdog Shepherd Bush on Tuesday the Draft House on Wednesday, and Craft Beer Co. on Thursday as well. But we'll be, again, putting out a bit more information on each one of these. So please head to our social media. You can check them out there. Uh, We're actually also going to be in Reading at the Fox and Hounds on Friday as well. So, again, if you like our beers down in the south, please make sure to go and check those out. Say hello to Chloe as well and enjoy a nice beer. Brill. Thank you very much. Guys, thank you for your uh, for your time. Adam, you. have you enjoyed being a guest on the James's podcast? It's been great. I'm kind of hoping <laughs> I had time. a middle name and it could have been James <laughs> oh. a middle nameless. So. Well, please, you've had a good time. <laughs> James good and James, thank you very much. Uh, we've got a bit of beer that we're going to uh, finish, off, uh, finish off here. And we will be back on Beer Here Now next month. Thank you. Bye-bye. <laughs>